All right. Good morning, listeners. Yay! <laughs> welcome to Hiss. After uh, a long Eventually. Thank you. Um, yeah, welcome to this uh, week's News from the Drug War Front. Uh, I have Marion and Nick with me in Studio One. Morning. X. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, everybody. Hello, Jeffrey, darling. Hello, Nick. Hello, listeners. How are you? Have you got your coffee? Are you ready to go? It's going to be so hot out there. You don't want to go out and be in 30-degree heat. Stay inside and listen to news from the drug war front because we've got some stuff to tell you today or ask you about today, and we really want you to be involved in it. So it's yeah, And it's important, I think, and it's something we've not addressed before, hasn't been raised before. And I don't I've, think we've ever discussed no. the, the idea or the possibility of having a, a drug checking a tr- site. For no. Pe- there was a... Briefly, a, um, uh, an offer of a, um, a fentanyl detector uh, in your heroin, but there's never been the offer of a drug testing site for injectable drugs. No. And this is what we'll be talking about this week, largely. So when we, as, when we get further into the show, a little bit after we do our introduction, etc., yep. that's what we're going to be talking about. So, And we'd really like um, you, our listeners, to get involved too, and we'll give you the contacts for that. Um, we'll give you all the numbers and the way you can get your feedback into us, not directly to Jeff and me and Nick, um, because that would drive us vertical <laughs> up a wall. <laughs> not that we don't want to hear from you, my dears. It's just that we couldn't do it ourselves. And it's not our own project. It is something that has been stimulated and is being discussed at the moment and may well eventuate. But we want to have our input into it and users' input into it, and that's important. It is very important. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree more. OK, welcome, uh, listeners, to this day, uh, today's edition of News from the Drug War Front, brought to you by Karma, the Canberra Alliance for Harm Minimisation and Advocacy, which is a peer-based, community-controlled drug user organisation with over two decades serving the ACT. Um, now, the show reports on and debates the various harms and damage caused by the prohibition of certain drugs that began, certainly in modern times, on a global scale with the 1961 United Nations Single Convention on Narcotic Drugs and uh, later joined by two uh, sister conventions, which just extended the list of... Um, drugs that uh, were to be included. Yeah. To be included, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, these global policies remain largely unchanged and we would like to acknowledge the efforts of all activists and peers who've contributed to the struggle against the war on people who use drugs. And uh, this show aims to encourage debate and hopefully inform and educate listeners about the failure of prohibition. Despite the number of people that we've lost during this prohibition era and despite the fact of having lost some people, some of us are still around, like it or don't. Anyway, Karma, um, as most regular listeners know, provides a wide range of services and um, can be provided uh, at the moment over the phone. Are we doing drop-ins at the moment, Geoffrey? Do we know? Look, preferably over the phone, but if people do come to the office, we're sort of um, dealing with them sort of just at the front door. Okay, um, yeah. So it's Karma's not a huge office. There's not really, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of room for people to come in. But if you ring them on 6253 3643, 
6253. You can get information or a referral over the phone or you can make arrangements to meet somebody at an outside venue or a, um, a neutral venue, if you like, yeah. where you can get your issue dealt with and assistance that you require or need help with, you can deal with that in an open-air environment, which is often more more comfortable anyway and doesn't put anybody at risk of this nasty COVID thing being, um, catch, being caught. Mm. Anyway, go... Karma can assist people with a wide range of issues, including opioid maintenance treatment. That's methadone, buprenorphine, and uh, the injectable forms like buprenorphine, of, of buprenorphine like buvital or sublocade. Treatment for hepatitis C, which is fabulous at the moment, and has we've had such good feedback from it. Um, the impact of stigma and discrimination, the availability of detox and rehab services, so you can get referrals if you want to give up using or if you just want some assistance with your use. In fact, all issues faced by people adversely impacted by prohibition and the war on people who use drugs. Indeed. Nick, you might just want to mention um, some of the work that was done during the initial, or not the initial one, the most recent lockdown where we were supporting people who were in um, isolation. Yeah, so um, we've been... Uh helping people who've uh, in lockdown and I'm able to get um, basics or um, suffer from um, alcohol withdrawal. So providing um, some um, liquid assistance, as it were, on people who, who don't have an opportunity well, to go out. Well, yeah, good face it. You know, withdrawal from alcohol no can chance. be deadly. Yeah, it's so serious. it's got to, you cannot just leave people alone mm. to withdraw or isolate them from the shops so they can't get access to their drug yeah. of choice. You can't expect if them you to. You let people stay home. withdraw from alcohol alone, they can die. Mm. Yeah. Unlike a lot of other drugs. Yeah, it's that's a serious right. business. Yeah. 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 yeah, so go on, Nick. I didn't mean to no, interrupt that's right. that. Um, uh, so the other thing that we've been doing is just delivering basic food needs to people um, and tobacco as well, which is another important one. You can't expect people to stay home um, withdrawing from tobacco. They're just going to go out and that, buy cigarettes. They will, That's and, the reality of it. And if really to isolate, if people need to isolate, they need to isolate completely. That's right. So being forced to stay home and not be able to go and get what you need to survive... Um, is Im almost impossible. You will get people cheating on the system. Yeah, 100%. So karma worked really hard at making sure people didn't have to cheat on the system. So they assisted people with food, with um, alcohol, if that was required, um, particularly for people who needed alcohol, um, and to keep people in contact with the rest of the world mm -hmm. because that's a really isolating thing. A lot of users find that they really haven't got friends. What they've got are associates. Mm -hmm. yeah. And people who don't turn up to school once a day don't necessarily not turn up because um, they don't want to turn up. It's because they're in isolation. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if people are forced to isolate and not able to go out... They're are in a really invidious position. Yeah. So karma's yeah. been really helpful where that's concerned. 
I'm not saying that they were dealing or they were helping to deal. I'm merely saying they were making sure that people were not isolated to the point of suicide because they were so alone and unfriended. Yeah. Yeah. I think no. you, that's right. We forget about the emotional part of yeah. um, the support as well. It's just very important, yeah. Yeah, just so that people know they're just, not on their own. Yeah, and, personal contact, yeah. just knowing people and wanting to talk to them and just saying, you know, how do you feel today? You know, can you can you move? Are you okay? Yeah. Can yeah. You know, are you lonely? That yeah. kind of stuff is really important. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Okay, the contents of this news from the Drug Warfront uh, broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views and or policies of the Canberra Alliance for Harmonisation and Advocacy. Karma does not condone nor condemn drug use and does not promote illegal activity. Karma recognises that drug use happens. As such, Karma focuses on harm reduction messages, drug treatment support services, advocacy and community development. Karma seeks to reduce the harms associated with drug use as well as the harms associated with the criminalisation of drug use through the provision of empowering programs that concentrate on community development, person-centred holistic health care and equity of health service delivery for all people. Which Indeed. Uh, it shouldn't be too much to, um, to ask. Well, it yeah. shouldn't really. Just to <clears throat> kick us off before we go into, uh, I guess, uh, our first song and then probably to the news, I imagine... Um, people will know, listeners will know that uh, there's been a lot of talk about pill testing. Um, and in order to make sure that we pill, pill users don't feel like they're being left out, there's an article that's just, it's actually put out on October the 13th, which uh, was uh, in the Canberra Weekly by Abbott Holter. And the article says... The 2021 ACT budget has allocated $260,000 for, for a pilot permanent pill testing site in Canberra's central business, business district, which the ACT Greens said will reduce harm and stigma. ACT Greens spokesman for harm reduction, John Jonathan Dyson, MLA, David's MLA, says he looks forward to seeing the program rolled out as soon as possible. Quote, we know pill testing saves lives. We saw this during the successful pill testing trials at the Groove and the Moo Festival, music festival, in both 2018 and 2019, Mr Davis said. Quote, there are many people in our community who use drugs recreationally. Offering a permanent place where people can test their pills is one way our government can help people who are planning to use drugs to stay safe and healthy. He said the ACT Greens campaigned on a drug and alcohol reduction plan in the last election, which included a pill testing initiative. So he's happy to see funds in the ACT budget to support the crucial service. Quote, after the initial six-month pilot... A review should allow for adjustments rather than a pause to ensure con continuity of the service to the community, Mr Davis said. Pill testing is part of the essential transition to treating drug use in our community as a health issue. It goes hand in hand with reducing stigma and supporting people who are experiencing problems with their drug use. President of Harm Reduction Australia and convener of Pill Testing Australia, Gino Van Booker, OIM said pill testing has been proven, quote, significantly harm reductions from drug use by giving people accurate information about the substances they are about to consume. 
His quote, uh, Mr Van Booker says, too many young Australians use their lives, or young people lose their lives each year from drug use and pill testing, along with a range of other harm reduction services, can help reduce the risk. We hope that the information provided by our ACT pilot program will allow other governments in Australia to also allow evidence to guide their decisions, Mr Van Booker said. I thank the ACT Greens for their long-standing support of our efforts <clears throat> to have this very important public health service available in the ACT. So pills um, and recreational drugs of that sort are being provided for <clears throat> and young people know that and it will long be available, we hope. However, there are other issues, particularly for injectable drugs, that we want to discuss today and we want feedback from our listeners to be provided yep. and we'll talk about that a we little bit further that, on. But that's some context in how the debate that's has right. been developing. That, that would, this, um, the nature of the pill testing program basically informs the fact that we have no such service mm. for injectable drugs and should inform the fact that we need to get some kind of service like that. And so it leads us into the issue of drug testing for injectables. And if there is a possibility for yeah. a testing site that... Is what comprehensive. Look, yeah. yeah. How that, should it? What should yeah, it look like? How it's can really people get access? Edge, as it yeah. is, as yeah. it were. So, that's right. And know, that's what we will be discussing and giving you some contact details if you want to give some feedback. Anyway, we're going to play a song. Nick's picked this one from uh, a Spider Bait album I brought in. It's um, April week, so we're playing um, Australian music, and uh, we've played played this a few times. But it's a classic uh, take on uh, the old uh, Black Betty. All right, that uh, you enjoy that one, Nick. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's a bit of a classic, <laughs> isn't it? Spider Bait and uh, Black Betty, or their take on the, the classic song Black Betty. We like it so much, we'll do it every week if we want to. <laughs> <laughs> the video's not bad either, actually. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's Is good. Is that right? Yeah. I've never seen, never seen video a video of it. No, no. It's worth seeing. All right, uh, welcome back to uh, News from the Drug War Front. Um, we're just heading the scene for a discussion uh, amongst the three of us about. Um, the possibility of a drug test inside in Canberra, and we haven't got any details as yet, but we'd like to, in the hope that the site is as broad and uh, accommodating as possible, um, look at look at the issue from the perspective of people who inject illicit drugs. Who actually drugs. inject drugs, yeah. yeah. And we'd like to give you some information on how you can communicate your feelings about the, the idea of a drug testing facility. I've got a list of um, contact points that I might give you. Now, we'll repeat them later, so don't panic if you don't get them all down now. The first thing you can do is you can text your information or your ideas on 0456 705 602. That's 0456 705 602. You can send it by snail mail to P.O. Box 46, Bell Conan, ACT 2617. You can call Karma and give your feedback on 6253 3643. That's their normal line. Uh, you can try face, use Facebook uh, or Facebook for Karma or the radio show. Um, and Karma's heard that there may be an injectable drug checking site, right? So we've heard about the idea that it might be happening. But we need to know from users 
like you, like us, so we'll be putting our input into it as well, what it should look like, mm. where it should be, um, how, what kind of access should you have to it, um, who should be there, should it be associated with another site, should it be hidden within another site mm. that provides other kinds of services. So there's a range of questions that need to be answered and ideas that we may not have even thought of, and we'll talk about it more um, probably after we've had the news, but we'll talk about it more then and ask questions and hopefully talk about it and answer those questions or give some ideas to people who haven't even thought about it yet um, because we haven't thought or I hadn't thought about it until it was raised with me yesterday. I didn't mm. accept for the idea of fentanyl uh, strips being provided for people who wanted to find out if they had fentanyl in the heroin that they were using. Yeah. But we do need to know that and we do need to have users' input. If there is to be a site provided, that's what needs to happen. If users don't have an input, we can't complain about it being in an inappropriate place or being inaccessible if we don't provide our ideas on what it should look like and where it should be. Yeah, and now's the time to um, get feedback from That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's so important, especially... Yeah. Um, as new adulterants and um, new drugs come out on the market, and they're just they're just spilling out new opiates and, and like what you mentioned fentanyl, are, which is what important. people are sticking in their arms is anybody's oh, yeah. guess, That's really, right. isn't it? That's right. Yeah, I suppose um, historically, just um, thinking of my early days as an injecting drug user, um, most of the heroin was pretty decent quality came from the golden triangle. It was a small circle. You pretty much had a not a friendship, but a relationship. With the, well, the the community yeah. in Canberra in particular, it was a very small community, the using community, the people that were here. Certainly, when I started using, uh, before I stopped for a while and then started again, but it was a very small community. Most people knew each other. What was happening was that people were going up to Sydney getting a certain amount of dope, bringing it back and, and sharing it or selling it to each other. It was a, that smaller community. You knew what your drugs looked like. You knew where it was coming from. A lot of it was coming straight from the Golden Triangle. And often, if you bought it in large enough quantities, it had a, a measuring uh, the the um, manufacturers, if you like, of heroin had uh, a three elephants measurement on the outside of the uh, ounce or couple of kilo packages. Yeah, so you could stamps. tell yeah. what kind of standard yeah. the drugs were meant to be in. Um, and if they'd been taken out of that package and put in another side, often it was in order to adulterate it or to make it less potent. So we were never sure how potent it was until somebody had a go of it. Mm. But inevitably, we were using together. We weren't using it in an isolated way. That's a good and point. And that's the danger, is using by yourself. Yeah. You don't know what's in it. Um, you don't know how strong it's going to be. And if you've got other drugs in you, and let's face it, people that come out of jail or come out of rehab... Generally, what they do is they go to the pub, have a beer, and that's when they decide that they yeah. want to have a shot. Mm, that's around, yeah, yeah, particularly yeah. with heroin. Not necess Maybe with ice too. I don't know. I don't use ice. Mm. But that's the kind of stuff we need to know about. Got to have input to that kind of stuff and some kind of 
um, rational thought behind the provision of this kind of service. Yeah, it, look, the change is massive from, yeah. from you know, like Compl- 70s, early 80s to now. And as Nick said before, there's um, new drugs coming on the market through yeah. the yeah. dark web. and Yeah, especially, oh. um, I mean, like uh, Marion mentioned fentanyl, which is extremely dangerous, but there's new ones that are... It's way more potent. Oh, they even use new opiate pathways in your brain that people don't even know exactly how it affects your body. Any, you know, so yeah, like there's multiple different ways. You know, this overdose, um, this neurotoxicity in your brain from new drugs that haven't been tested really on people, and um, you know, it's just going to every time they make one of these drugs illegal, it just changes the chemical pathway. And yeah, especially in the US where they have a different set of rules where. You, they have to specify the actual drug that's illegal. Yeah. So before that happens, the drug's legal. So the manufacturer will just change the chemical pathway slightly. It's legal for a little bit. The government makes that illegal, and then they just move to the next one. So it's moving further and further away from the original and source. And in, in the old days, Nick, we used to be able to ring up and find out the effects of drugs and the side effects of drugs and the unintended effects oh, of drugs and the withdrawal <laughs> effects of drugs. And there was a, an information line or a pharmacist in the ACT who was on the poisons information line who used to provide that kind of information. I must say she was very cautious about who she provided that information to, but I could get information because of where I was working on what kinds of drugs affected people in what ways. But I used to have people who used, uh, who were on, uh, who were diabetics saying, I'm going to have a shot of heroin. Um, if you don't tell me how to use, I'm going to do it anyway. You might as well tell me how to do it safely. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'll just do it the way I'm going to do it. So I, I was in a dilemma, you know, do I tell this person how to use safely or do I not? Well, I inevitably ended up sa- telling mm, them how to use right safely because yeah. always are on the side of safe, yeah, I reckon. Right. Well, another issue back then was it, that was pre-NSP as well. Indeed, yeah. So, yeah. you know, obtaining equipment wasn't an easy thing. And, and people, people jealously guarded their glass fits. Yes. Yeah, I remember a guy with a, a glass fit, a quip, uh, I mean a, a box with his equipment in it. And God knows how blunt his bloody needle was yeah. at those stages <laughs> with the screw on tops and... Were am- it was amazing, but they were really jealously guarded. And mm. the needle exchange, there were a couple of um, chemists in Canberra that used to sell needles and syringes, but one in particular okay. who lived, it was in the inner north, but um, he was, in fact, he used to t- use B and D and to room it, provide them both, but said uh, he might as well make them available because people were either that or they were going to share. Mm. Looked at it, which was totally contrary to the way the Pharmaceutical Society and the Pharmacy Mm. Guild, their policy, as soon as we brought in the needle exchange policy, they brought in a policy saying that it was against their standards to provide needles and syringes for um, injectors. And it just seems silly. Yeah. Look, oh, I was politically, Mel- it was just stupid. I was in Melbourne, but I um, had a similar um, chemist who, I think, for you know moral reasons, thought yeah. it was the right thing to do um, to keep people safe, and that was his. And know, isn't that the whole point, though? You know, injection or injectables or the use of injectables is a mor- moral thing. Mm, yeah. How you feel about it and whether you would 
take notice of what your customer is asking for or not is based on your morality about intoxication with injectable substances. Yeah, yeah? and injecting has probably the most negative... Um, oh, impact of all... Well, PR image, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And has suffered the, the most relentless propaganda you know, in the mainstream media, you know. And some of the worst impacts too, I might <laughs> add. <laughs> That's true. Um, we're coming up to the news at 11 uh, and then we'll give you the contact details again and we will uh, discuss our ideas about the possibility of a drug checking site. That and in- the kinds of questions that you might want to answer. Indeed. Uh, indeed, yeah. But, but yeah, we, we do want people to have a think about it. Very um, much so. And, and please do get in touch with uh, Karma one way or another and let them know how uh, you want to say this uh, drug test. If you think a drug testing site is a good idea, yeah. you may not think it's a good idea. Yeah. Whatever your point of view is, we are very keen to hear it. All right, so we're going to go to the national news and then we'll, we'll be back uh, shortly thereafter. So here is the 11 o'clock news. All right, welcome back to this week's news from the drug war front. My name is Jeff and I have Marion and Nick with me in Studio One. And on you're on uh, 2XX Public Radio Canberra, hey? Eh? 98.3 FM, People's Proud right. Radio. Your yes. public radio and please... If you uh, like what you hear on Canberra right, on Two Double X, and I hope you do because you're listening to us, <laughs> be a, um, think about being a member of Two Double X. Take up a subscription, um, become a volunteer, get in touch with Double X, and learn how to operate the machines. They have volunteers days, and you too can learn how to be a presenter. You've on got Two training Double coming X. up, Nick. Yeah, it's, it's very exciting. It sounds yeah. like it's pretty intense. Anyway, like yeah. it's a real. Real serious radio training. (laughs) Look, there's there's a lot of opportunities to contribute if you're so inclined, and community radio is a great resource, like during the lockdown. fabulous for a voice. I mean, yes, lockdown in particular, Geoffrey. We were one of the few options for users to have access to information on what was available and what wasn't available, and people were providing... Uh, specific services for users who had no access to anything else except the radio. And you can get your radio, uh, get uh, public FM radio on most um, phones these days. It's not a problem. No, 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 it's very accessible. Mm. Okay, um, we're talking uh, this show about... um, the possibility that a drug testing site in Canberra is preparation, in preparation. We haven't got any details as yet, but we want to focus on the possibility of that, including drugs that are used by people who inject drugs. Yeah, um, well, especially people yeah, who yeah, use I mean, drugs. Yeah, I mean, they're more disadvantaged in the pill testing. Yeah, cohort. Well, we assume that, drug, that pill testing is actually being covered. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so injectable drugs are things that we need to focus on, particularly because we can't be confident of the quality and quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, of supply these days, the regularity as well could well be could be an issue, but the um, contaminants in drugs these days are, can be anybody's guess really, yeah. and it's a real worry, a real issue. Yeah. Um, so we want to know things like, do you think it would be useful? Um, what sort of sh- um, drug? Where should it be located? 
Um, would you prefer medical workers, peer workers, or a combination of staff? Um, do you think the drug set, when do you think it should be open? And what other kinds of comments um, have you got to make available to karma, or particularly via karma, to those who might be making decisions about making a drug checking service available? Yeah, no, karma's keen to. You know, collate information and yep. feedback, and we've got some um, various ways for people to provide feedback. Uh, yep. If you want to send an SMS text, uh, get a pen out zero four five six seven zero five six zero two. That's zero four five six seven zero five six zero two by email. Uh, casual one at c a s u a u a l, and then the number one at c a h m a dot org dot au. Um, by snail mail, if you're still sending letters, PO Box 46 Bell Conan, ACT 2617, or call the office on 6253-3643, or you can put a comment on the Facebook page of News from the Drug Warfront or Karma and the Connection. So there's plenty of ways to provide some feedback. Yeah. A and um, the feedback is whatever you want to yeah. contribute. It doesn't have yeah. to be. Even if you want to say, no, we don't want a joke drugs checking service. That's valid. It doesn't matter. That's as valid as any other comment. Um, it would be good if you could qualify why we don't need a, a uh, why we don't need a checking a drug checking service, but that would be really important to know why you think it's not important. Yeah. Well, look, it's an opportunity that I think, well, we, as you said, we haven't discussed before because it hasn't come to mind. I mean, I haven't heard it um, considered. It hasn't been raised no. anywhere. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, the closest we got to it was actually having a heroin trial rather than, and that in the mid -90s, would, yeah. would only have been to the way we would have been sure of the quality of the heroin that was being provided or the opioid that was being provided was because it would have been coming through, been, being provided through a legitimate service or through a pharmaceutical, yeah. pharmaceutically graded service. This service probably wouldn't be required in that case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, if we got rid of prohibition, none of it. None yeah. of, none of it would be fraud, yeah. Um, I was interested before by your point, Marion, about, um, you know, purity and adulterants. I think that's become a much bigger issue in, as, in recent years as Indeed. the black market and the profit motive seems to have taken over from the more, um, I don't know, small subculture, yeah. community-oriented. And the idea that a group of people might like to use together, yes. it makes them a... So it, it actually provides them with a social cohort to belong to, if you like, yeah. Well, that was my experience yeah. in Melbourne um, back in the day. And in the early days, that was mu pretty much what it was about, yeah. And the people that did like it, liked it, and those that didn't just said, no, thanks. Yeah, that's right. In fact, sometimes those that liked it said, no, thanks, mm. not for me, too good. Yep. Yeah. 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 So it's actually, yeah, more about, um, if you like it, what do you want it to, what do you want to see done about it apart from the provision of a program? Yeah. So I think um, the, the need for a drug check-in site for injectable drugs is greater than ever. Yeah. And yeah. now would be a very good time for that service to be well, while we've got a legitimate um, vehicle 
for users to get their information into service provision and into uh, lawmakers or legislators, um, particularly via Karma, that's what I'm talking about. Um, users can do that and with all those um, vehicles that Geoffrey provided you with before and I mentioned before the news. Um, what sort of service would be useful? Do we want one an independent service by itself, or do you think that would stick out like a sore thumb? Yeah. Um, is that an issue that we need to think about? Does it look too bad? Or And what happens to the drugs once you have handed them over? Are they gone forever? Are they tested and then given back to you? Is that an issue? Is that a legal issue? Do we have to consider that? Mm -hmm. Because it may well be a problem if you are giving a drug to a person. That's a supply issue. Yeah. Um, and we may need to consider what the, what happens in that case. If it's given back to you, knowingly, knowing that it's a drug or has a drug component, that's also a supply issue. And again, that needs to be considered how we work through that. Yeah. It needs to be made a legitimate um, interaction um, and maybe a legal change might need, be needed to reflect that. Yeah, yeah, it's a harm reduction service yep. um, providing uh, testing. Well, in the, the same yeah, way yeah. that needles and syringes are. Yes. yes? Yeah. Yeah. My understanding is, well, at least from the pill testing, is they do just scrape a tiny bit off the pill, so it's almost yeah. like you wouldn't even want yeah. Your, yeah, your sample back anyway. That's my understanding anyway. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so, um, uh, yeah, I think you're right about the legal issue of giving the drugs back, but I, th I think they will just be destroyed. That's my understanding. So it would just be a very small amount. Yeah, it would be, you know, point of a point sort of thing. Yep. 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 Yeah, yeah. That, and that's that. Yeah, that's a big issue in itself, isn't it? We really need to be very careful about what we're doing and what we're providing to people, yeah. and how um, how much that induces people to consider their use, and whether they are prepared to begin using again or start using as a kickoff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How yeah. And, and is that the, an issue that we need to consider um, in thinking about a drug testing service or an injectables testing service, does that then uh, influence the people that might be in receipt of those drugs that get yeah, tested? Yeah, I think it's going to be a good opportunity for, you know, some kind of health intervention or some kind of, you know, an opportunity to talk while you're waiting for your test to, to go through. And uh, That's true. You know, people mm. can give you the medical advice you need as well or whatever it may be, or just support so, in general. So that kind of implies a separate... Um, a separate... Uh, a, a separate location. Yeah. Like it may be within a location, yep. a service provision location, but then a separate site. So you think yeah. maybe near drugs. the NSP, but or so or around the corner, like or, that, or yeah. maybe within a um, any site that actually is sympathetic, <coughs> excuse me, sympathetic to drug users, or a community site for drug users to uh, make use of, mm. um, and then be able to go to one side and talk about the drugs that are being provided and what they are, what they look like and how different they are from other drugs. Because part of what I always found from drug users was that they didn't just want to know 
um, they didn't just want to tell you what they were about. They wanted to know whether their drugs or their behaviour was normal for yeah. a drug user. Yeah. Yeah. So that are the drugs they're using the same as other people's drugs? Yeah. Or are they different? What they're calling ice, mm. or what they're calling amphetamines, or what they're calling heroin. Is that actually the same as the heroin that's being bought in, say, Tuggeranong? Yeah. Yeah, or mm. in some other area of the city. I just think it makes a big difference. People want to know as much. So about feedback as well, and that's something <clears throat> we need to consider, that what we... Uh, the kinds of information that people provide or the kinds of drugs that people bring in, they want feedback from the range of drugs that might have been provided for testing. And that's uh, a, actually it's really a big issue when it comes to the research that IDUs are provided with. You find that over the years, every year we get paid a ridiculous $40 to spend an hour and a half um, being interviewed for... The IDRS. Yeah, the IDRS, which is, in, in, you know... Important. Important, yes. but we don't get any feedback from it. No. It comes in bits and bobs through the police using... And that I, that worries me, the police using our information as part of their data yeah. as yeah. an argument for the provision of bigger and better drug... Um, drug, Yeah, drug yeah. squads. And that's a real problem. Well, that comes to the issue of sort of confidentiality as well. And I think for information, like you were saying, about people wanting to have confidence that the information they're getting is accurate. Yeah. Um, that's where I think there have to be peers involved. Yeah. In and where are they in the scale of things too? Yeah. yeah. Where, like, where are their drugs in the scale of drugs? Is it the stronger or the weaker? Or yeah. and, are, and by doing that, are we encouraging people to go seeking the stronger variety of drugs? Well, is that an issue? It could have an impact on people... Um, giving feedback to the people that they're buying it off and saying, hang on, mate. Yeah, yeah. there's better. What are you yes. doing to this? So yeah. there are implications. Yeah, are you, are you adulterating this or yeah. what? Yeah. I think if we look to the, to the pharmaceutical industry, you know, their drugs are pure. Um, so that's obviously the best, most efficient way to get the drugs into your body and probably likely the safest um, or at least... You know, depending on the, the surface. Interesting substance. concept that Big Pharma has pure drugs, but nonetheless, <laughs> yeah. And you know what you're Pure money <laughs> is what they've got, yeah. There's yeah. a really interesting service in uh, Europe called uh, pillreports.net, I believe, which is they do pill testing. Yep. Yeah. And all the information is put online with a picture of the pill. Oh, right. And oh, people well. can actually send it in the mail. Wow. That's um, probably not going to happen here, but um, it's a really great resource. So you can look up. You know, all the stamps on different pills. That's you can find your individual idea. pill. And, yeah. you know, and the the list of substances in these pills is ridiculous. Some that, of them have six to seven active ingredients. You know? That's something that I would think would be really important to look at is actually the variety of um, resources available in other countries yeah. for information about drugs yeah. and how how you can get accurate information about drugs, about the ones you've already got yeah. and maybe don't want to take in for testing, but you do want to get more information about them and about their use. And I think that's a great idea to have that kind of resource available. Yeah. yeah. Look, any interaction with the harm reduction service has the benefit to trigger people to think about their current 
situation. That opportunity yeah. anyway, yeah. yeah. And, if you, you know, you've got peers um, involved in the... Uh, the site at the facility. That's They're not going to be judging you about it. They're merely going to be providing you with what you ask for. That's right. Yeah. yeah. If you request information about something, yep. then they'll give you that without saying, "Okay, That's well, right. if you must use, here you go." Yeah, and, yeah. and letting people know that it is okay to care about what's in your drugs. Yeah. Just to yeah. start with, you know, like that's not something people think about that often, but and, it's important. Well, and the whole idea that drug users don't consider their health. Yeah. They don't think that it's their ludicrous. health. Is, yeah. yeah. That they don't think their health is an issue. That they don't care about their health because they use injectable drugs. Everyone cares about their health. Yeah. yeah. Well, you <laughs> got to live with your body. Yeah. yeah. And but you know, I know a range of healthcare providers you who feel think that. Way. that yeah. Chemists in particular who think that you don't care about your health, otherwise you wouldn't be using the illicit, illicit drugs. And yet, these are the people who know what's contained in those mm, drugs. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So they should know what. And yet they will willy-nilly hand out prescriptions for crap that you wouldn't want to take. You know, unless you know, wouldn't give to anybody that you cared about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. No, Am you're... I being a bit too over the no, top? No, yeah, no, there's a vast but array of drugs that... Yeah. I mean, do you think of the, the psych drugs in particular, yeah. Jeff? I wouldn't give those to people on a long-term basis, and yet that's what they're designed for, to be taken forever. Yeah, yeah. And you watch people as they give try to give them up. You've seen people try yeah, to I give have. them up. Yeah, it's... And it's a horrendous episode for them and takes such a long time and you know a friend of mine ended up suiciding i think it was possibly because he couldn't tolerate life without they couldn't stand being on them yeah but couldn't t tolerate life without them either wow. couldn't handle what was going on in his head yeah so yeah i actually think that's a really important thing to think about yeah the that kind of interaction the interplay of psych drugs and injectable drugs and because i know actually quite a lot of um in injectors who are using psych drugs as uh, sleepers or, uh, you know, yeah. for oh, okay. alternative yeah. purposes. Yeah. And that's really very dangerous, Can I think. be problematic, yeah. 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 Well, we go to a song you picked. Yeah, let's uh, do that. Casey Chambers, uh, Not Pretty Enough. Yeah, so absolutely. Look in the mirror every morning. Here's Casey Chambers. <laughs> All right, that was uh, Casey Chambers and Not Pretty Enough. Okay, it's about uh, 24 minutes after 11. You're listening to news from the drug war front, brought to you by Karma, the Canberra Alliance for Harmonisation and Advocacy. And you're listening to Jeff, uh, Marion, and Nick in Studio One of Two Double X People Powered Radio. Nick, off air, you mentioned a very interesting point about um, this issue, the um, concept of um, budgeting and costs. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is something that people wouldn't necessarily think of, but. Um you know, this could have real positive uh, benefits for people economically. Um, if you can um, get the best quality heroin, you don't need to spend as much money um, to avoid withdrawal. You don't miss any work because you're not withdrawing. Um, and, of course, all of these things can benefit society at large. Um, 
And you often hear about drugs with longer legs and, yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. about yeah. the quality of them and how much longer they seem to last than other drugs. Yeah. And so access to that kind of exactly, information yeah. is really... And espe again, yeah. especially as new adulterants come out, you know, some of these opiates are short-acting, but yes. very potent. So yeah. you want to avoid these if you're at work. Well, that's what we knew. We know about fentanyl and things like yeah. um, hydromorphone, don't exactly, we? Is yeah. that some of the problems with giving access to those with Canada is that they're shorter acting, yeah. so they can't really provide um, the equivalent of a heroin program because they'd have to use hydromorphone. Yeah. But it's got a shorter acting half life, so and that's not suitable for the people. Pref who it's not preferable anyway yeah. for people who want to use. Uh, opiates, um, but and we want to keep alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's right. Really interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole concept of harm reduction is to keep people alive and let them, you know, be around to make other decisions about oh, their, yes. you know, to continue to use, not use, go to rehab, not, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once once you're dead, there's no recovery from that. People it's, should have the choice to use what they want, not you know, sort of. All other products are quality controlled. I think it's time that um, substance are too. Seeing that's as so well, that's the health. bottom line, yeah. really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah? yeah. 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 Get rid of your judgmental crap, and you know, think about it from a, re a rational point of view, not from a judgmental point of view, not from you know, yeah. not from the point of view of you and your uh, your your hating of intoxicants, particularly not alcohol. Anything yeah. that's not alcohol is an intoxicant, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alcohol's not. No. Another issue is um, what about hours uh, yes. of opening? And would it be co-located with another facility? Like and maybe? if so, does that extend the hour of the co of the places co-located yeah. with? Does that make? Is that a better idea to co-locate it with somewhere else and therefore extend the hours of the service that is being provided that it is co-located with? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. that also comes uh, with the idea of how are the police going to react to this um, in Canberra? Oh, are they going to react to badly, users? I suspect. <laughs> badly. I imagine they've been um, consulted in some way. So, oh, th There's no yeah. doubt they will be consulted, yeah. and I can tell you right now, 66% of them will say, no way. Yeah. Not a chance you just encourage people to use drugs. Oh, go on. Yeah. And there'd have to be an agreement that they're not hanging outside. Well, yeah. I mean, what's to stop yeah. them hanging around the yeah. corner, for, even if yeah. they have that agreement? Yeah. Haven't had that problem, uh, particularly in the ACT, yeah. with needle and syringe exchange program yeah, as I a rule. They, yeah. they uh, agreed not to um, hang around yeah. the needle exchange programs, and that was really important. Yeah. And yet they were available if there was any trouble. Yeah. So I, think, they were, I think that's we true. Actually, I should, quite a, we should give quite them the benefit of the doubt. association yeah. with the police. So yeah. I think know. ACT, they're very progressive. Well, as far as police go, they're quite progressive. And, um, well, they're yeah, prepared my understanding to is accept reality, that, well, I that's think. That's yeah. You know, yeah. if everyone else... You know, they, they are going to agree with the consensus of society uh, as a whole... Generally, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, yeah. the evidence is <coughs> building up to a mountain of the failure exactly. prohibition. Yeah, yeah. And there's more and more police coming. You have out. a look at the <clears throat> number of ex commissioners of police 
who, and I get the feeling that the people that are commissioners of police in the ACT do it just before they become ex-commissioners of police. <laughs> but they are often very much in favour of legitimate heroin provision programs or legitimate, excuse me, harm reduction services that provide reasonable programs um, for, for drug users, current drug users, and accept that drug use exists. Yep. It's a fact. Yeah. yeah. So don't muck well, around. Well, no, it is about ACT that allows that to happen more. <laughs> Admit, I tell you pretty easily, it's a middle-class, um, tertiary-educated town. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. uh, uh, that's a lot of the argument is right there. We've um, been through that time and again. That's why people respond the way they do, because they're often responding to questions from a, um, an intellectual perspective rather than from an emotional perspective, mm -hmm. yeah. unless the emotional perspective is from having lost somebody to um, the dangerous part of illicit drug use and instead of blaming the drug or instead of blaming the individual they, they or blaming the drug, they're prepared to blame the system and the, the way they've forced their, their loved one is forced to acquire those drugs. Yeah, yeah. and what the black, uh, black market does. Yes. <coughs> yeah. Got a frog in my throat. <clears throat> so, yeah, talking about hours, <clears throat> I haven't really thought very deeply about um, what kind of hours it might be open because if we're going to co-locate um, a drug testing service, is it going to be tested on the spot? Would the drugs be tested on the spot? Or would they be packaged um, or scraped and the information that was gained from them... Tested or something? And yeah. Like, would it be... Would they be tested at another location? And then... Because I would imagine it would be important for it to be at another location... It, that the testing took place. Do you know how quick the results? It's very quick. It's yeah. kind of like ten minutes. So, really? Yeah. My own, so well, they could do it immediately and in the and on yeah, the site. Yeah, that's my understanding yeah. of it. Or oh, that's how it has been going at the. Obviously, these are festivals, so people aren't going to wait for next week's yeah. for their drug test. They're going to take them on that day. So it has to be quite quick. So I imagine it'll be on the site. Yeah. And um, you'll get your information either texted to you or you know they'll just tell you on the spot yeah i think it's really important that we make sure that um any drug user that provides drugs for testing or even if they provide information for assessment that they get feedback yeah to that community or to that group of people who provide yeah. drugs yeah. Uh, the feedback is really important people not like need to know whether the drugs they're getting are full of crap mm -hmm. or whether they've <coughs> actually got drugs in them um, and what kind of drugs they've got in them yeah. and what kinds of effects they're going to have because they can be really dangerous um, equally. It can be overwhelming and overwhelmingly dangerous. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be really careful, but you've also got to be aware that we're dealing with human beings Drug users aren't just drug users. They're thinkers too. You know, they are intellectual. They are smart. They're clever. They, you know, there's a, a, there are a range of... You of, can't generalise. You cannot just say they're junkies. No. It doesn't work like that. And 
You know, it's a, that's a, a totally emotional response to the idea of a drug user. Yeah. I guess the other side of that coin for feedback is what, what should the drug user provide um, the testing site? Should there be a sort of questionnaire uh, as it is at uh, the NSP? where they ask you these questions. Some yep. people aren't comfortable with that. Some people don't want to provide any information. They don't want to yep. pro provide a moniker or whatever. Of, yep. you know, um, so should there be an opportunity to do it totally confidentially in a sort of, I don't know, Dropbox-type situation? Uh, yeah. I don't know if that brings but up legal then issues. But how, how do you get the information back to the individual? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's how do, you, how, do you give it, how do you give the drugs in to get tested and how do you get it back, the process? Needs yep. to be thought through fairly, you know, fairly deeply too, yep. doesn't it? Perhaps provide feedback to Karma or other organisations that can then pass that on. The only difficulty with that, Jeffrey, yeah. is that if you've got one type of heroin and somebody else has got another type of heroin, they look identical. <laughs> how do you yeah. distinguish yeah. between who? Who's got the good one, yeah, or, right. or who's got the, the better one? You can make that same argument with pill tests as well though because even though they have branded stamps anyone can buy that pill stamp yeah press the same pills that were popular last year so you know these issues are pretty broad in, in the whole testing thing anyway mm. so did we get up to we didn't get up to ours really did we so if we're talking about co-location do we put ours with that yeah i think so i like um i guess it's Again, there's a few sides to this. I mean, there's people who are on amphetamines, they might be up later. Oh, and they're bound to be up later. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe they have, you know... Many days later. Days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that is a big question. But obviously funding is going to be an issue as well. So, yeah, without know, a doubt. Yeah, realistic on both sides of this. And that was my first response to your budgeting issue, was, yeah. oh, yeah, budgeting for the costing of the running of the service, yeah. oh, which was not what you meant at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Totally misinterpreted that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we'll go to a song you've uh, picked, uh, a Rene Gaia track. Yeah, yeah, and only but a goodie. I've, I've just picked two uh, women Australian singers this week, just for a change. Uh, heading in the right direction. Yeah, hopefully. I haven't heard that one for a long time, Marion, but she has a, no. she had a great... I assume she, she's still alive, she got, but... Yeah, she, she, Great voice, great absolutely singer. great voice, yeah. Okay, welcome back to uh, News from the Drug War Front. We've uh, been discussing the um, concept of a drug checking site uh, in the ACT. And injectables. Including basically. drugs that yeah, are injected. Um, you raised an interesting point off air, um, Nick, about the questions that are asked in the pill testing. Uh... Yeah, um, so I've got this report on the, the Group in the Moo pill testing pilot done by uh, the SCA SAFE consortium. Um, it's got, it includes the um, eligibility screening form um, for participants of the pill testing program at the Group in the Moo at least. Um, and there's a few caveats for how, if you can access the service. Firstly, um, you know, they, they ask you a questionnaire, so yeah. you have to fill out a questionnaire, at least for the pill testing. Um, they encourage and will uh, take away your eligibility if you're intoxicated or you engage in antisocial behaviour. Obviously, antisocial behaviour makes sense. Intoxication, does that make sense for people who... Yeah, require intoxication to stay off withdrawal. Do you look intoxicated or do you behave intoxicated exactly, or do yeah. they decide? Yeah. That's a very personal 
kind of or a subjective approach anyway but the other one of the others is you have to be what over 18 I, I imagine it says too young so i guess if you're too young you know your and age young. doesn't it doesn't specify it doesn't I say. I know, but i imagine 18 yeah yeah, yeah. that makes sense to me but um you know, I certainly know for service drugs. provision that's been a problem. Yeah. You can't provide services for, for a lot of services you can't provide for people um, for illicit drugs in particular if they are under 18. Mm. Yeah. 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 And I guess, you know, maybe that's a legal issue, I imagine, which makes sense. Um, in, yeah. But can you ask? A f an older friend to do it for is that illegal etc yeah. Et yeah well like, that would and that's the thing is that you have to manipulate the system yeah yeah, yeah. no matter what happens people manipulate the system to get what they want out of it yeah and that needs to be considered or taken into consideration uh well, just to remind the people of the contact um ways you can provide comments uh text zero four five six seven zero five six zero two that's zero four five six seven zero five six zero two. Snail mail, PO Box forty six Bell Common, ACT two six one seven, or call the Karma office on six two five three three six four three, or comment on the Karma and the Connection Facebook page or News from the Drug Warfront Facebook what, page. What was that email thing? Oh, that's was a, a casual one. Yeah, at, at, at karma dot dot au. Okay, I think that's yours, isn't it, Nick? <laughs> What's that? Say? That email, casual one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it is. Yep. <laughs> I'm just looking at this further, actually. Yep. Uh, there's a. Um, so the, here are the four findings that they can provide. Yeah. Um, so it provides uh, the evidence of purity. Uh, in brackets, drugs are almost always adulterated, so that's important. Um, yeah. Work out how strong they are. Provides evidence of safety. No drug is completely safe, even if it is pure. So yep. they will provide information um, to your particular substance. Uh, and also give you uh, what the, uh, an, uh, an acceptable dosage is. So if you have significantly more pure heroin, if they can tell you how you can adjust your dose to, um, you know, accommodate that, like, that's very important, I feel. But yeah. is that difficult to provide as well because who judges what the dose is? And who gives out that information? Yeah, so quite yep. clearly you're going to have to have users or peers involved in the information delivery anyway yeah but also they're going to have to have a combination of peers and uh pharmaceutical yeah input as well very different ideas of intoxication of yeah course. yeah well so it's for, for that yeah, for the for the idea of intoxication but also the combination yep. of medicaments uh, you know of, of stuff that people take into their system and of the quality or quantity yeah. that people are prepared to take because who knows what your tolerance is you yeah do. and, and mm. what, what and why are you taking the drugs tolerance. as well yeah. of course so you're just trying to stay with is patrol that a legitimate so you can get through question? life yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's why peers have to be involved yeah um, yeah yeah there are plenty of reasons for why peers have to be involved and really you would like to hear some comments on why peers need to be involved in that i mean we would put in our infant our perspective anyway but there may be 
plenty of other reasons why peers need to be involved in this kind of service yeah. as well. And we'd love to hear that from you, please. So please get involved in this, people. We do need your input to it. If you want it to be a good service, it's got to be good from the get-go. Yeah. Otherwise, if it's not good from the start people won't turn up and they won't use it. And it won't the succeed. Information, yeah. Yeah, it won't succeed and the information that's gained won't be worth a pinch of yeah. anything. <laughs> I think especially in this time of COVID, um, Marion, it's especially an important time to set up or have a service like this with more people, you know, using a loan. Yeah. If they were made aware that there yep. was an adulterant, they might be a bit more cautious. Um, they might, yeah. You know, like... More information is power. It certainly is. And yeah, in I a agree. black market, users don't know what they're getting. Like yeah. we say week in, week out, um, prohibition and is... And you cannot be safe if you don't have the information to be safe with. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's the bottom line. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got to have people in there making sure that the right questions are asked and answered and the information is delivered back to users or the people that provide the drugs to be tested. Yeah. We're not providing the drugs to be tested for service providers as such. We're providing the drugs to be tested for the people that use the drugs. Yeah. And that so it's actually yeah, I suppose I would go back to the very beginning, the philosophy of the provision of this kind of service needs to be considered and made clear, right? Mm. It's been, drug use happens, therefore the information that you get, that we get from the provision of those drugs or that we determine from the provision of those drugs um, needs to be fed back to the people that provide the drugs and give that, effectively, give that information to service providers. It makes them look good, mm. yeah? yeah? Well, it could be an early warning system too, yep. couldn't it? Absolutely. For adulterated, um, contaminated drugs, you know. Um. And um, and these days, with the you know the changing of one sort of molecule of the drug and back to make another kind of drug or variety of a drug that you're used to, is a really can be a really dangerous thing. You need to have people telling you the truth. Mm. Or providing you with what they actually want tested. Accurate information yeah. that people can base this, their decisions on yeah. in an informed way. I mean, I've seen this happen in the community. I was saying earlier that um, a friend of mine actually found, after a friend overdose, found fentanyl in an ice and, um, wow. in the ACT. So, uh, like, I imagine my guess would be that it was an accident and then the two substances were mixed. But who knows? Well, we've heard about we've read about that from other from other yeah, I was articles very skeptical from so I this, yeah. overseas, and yeah, we yeah. wondered why the hell somebody would want to put fentanyl in with ice. Yeah, it just seems like a, but it's not an uncommon thing. Yeah, Nick. No but, matter how stupid it is, it's not uncommon. Yeah, <laughs> anything can happen. Yeah, when, all that matters mainly is profit. Profit, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you know. It's not the user's health or well-being or <laughs> harm reduction. Oh, or, heavens, no. No. Um, and I think that's a very important... Um, I think over the years that I've been involved, it's been a, a, a major change in uh, the range of drugs, um, the circumstances, the 
you know, it's, the black market's just become bigger and more powerful and it's yep. become more about the money than the, the other aspects that we were talking about earlier back in the day of, you know, a community approach and amongst friends and experimenting. And it's just staying well, you know. Yeah. 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 But equally, um, if you know the black market as it is and if you know who conducts the black market... Do you want to bust them and get a whole new bunch of people to run the black market that you do not know? Mm. That's the dilemma I think that Mexico and the United States are finding themselves in, is that the minute that they get rid of what El Chapo, they've got 20 other people vying for his slice of the pie, people that they probably don't know or do not know of. And that's a big issue that we need to think of, think about here mm. and within this concept. Yeah. Find out whether this is an especially as Australia is such a uh, valuable market um, for overseas drug gangs. You know, like, yeah. Well, um, it is now. They used to think it wasn't. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is. It's one of the most you know they profitable used, drug markets in the world. They so used to think sense. it wasn't. I used to think it wasn't useful enough. In fact, uh, the Needle, ex- Needle and Syringe Exchange Program used to say that Australia wasn't a big enough market, big enough market, to make any difference to the way they provide their injectable injection equipment. And I just was gobsmacked <laughs> really? when I heard that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I, we were the first people that actually made it legitimately available. You know, the and I said, oh, anyway, do. Doesn't matter what I said to them. The bottom line was the idiot just said, "No, you're not a big, big enough market to worry about." And so you wait till needle exchange gets going. Yeah, you'll yeah. be sorry about that. No, look, Australia, as Nick said, is a very profitable market Indeed. for international cartels, and um, they know Australians like to use drugs, and they'll pay top dollar. Yeah, yeah. and more and more of those drugs are giving well, up on point, organic drugs, it? like heroin. You know, yeah. they're just giving up on growing it. Doesn't it's not profitable when you can get the chemicals from China or buy the drug itself from China in the mail. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, easier to smuggle and it's cheaper. It just doesn't make sense. You think maybe we should tow Tasmania a little bit closer to yeah. Australia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where our heroin should come from, you know? Like, well, of course it should. Yeah. You know, we've got it there. We've got the opium poppies there. That's just crazy. Yeah. Um, to, to not be allowed to transport opium products across boundaries, you know, how, so how the hell do we get it out into and out of Australia? Yeah. That's crazy. And it's very inefficient as well, of course. I mean, mm. these people are so profit-driven that they, they're willing to sacrifice anything to, to get the product where it yeah. goes, including the environment and yeah. you know, just spending money off extra money for things, you know, bribes and all that. Like, this is waste. Um, that could be given to, you know, given to more important things. You know? yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. The damage and harm is incalculable, yeah. And yeah. um, doesn't it drive you crazy what's happening in Afghanistan at the moment, you know? They're starving. Women and children starving. Yeah, it's Because they have no income. Why? Yeah. Because the bloody Taliban have taken over and they're not making it, you know, they just have... They're getting the stuff that's coming in from that's been given by the United Nations. And it's... Oh, I'm sorry. It's a grim situation, That's another, yeah. another nasty whole nother, situation. Other yeah, <laughs> I hate the world. But just to uh, wrap up 
this discussion. Um, we are very keen to get um, people's opinions and ideas, uh, yep. positive or negative. Um, Can we give those numbers again? Yep. Okay. So the text is zero four five six seven zero five six o two by a snail mail or by the Australia Post, P.O. Box 46, Belcon and ACT 2617. Uh, you can call Karma on 6253 3643. Um, you can go on to Facebook um, for Karma or the radio show, News from the Drug War Front, um, or casual1 at karma.org.au. I give you that, and looking lovingly at Nick and hoping that he's <laughs> forgiving me for doing so. No, you so please yeah. do give your information in uh, regarding these issues. It's important, mm. and I think it's important to you guys as much as it is to us and to society, basically. And if you don't give your information, you cannot complain about what we end up with. That's I keep on saying to people, if you're not enrolled to vote, what you, you end up complain, with as a government, yeah. you can't complain yeah, about. So yeah. this is just the same kind of important bit of information. You need to contribute to this, otherwise you can't complain about what you end up with. You need something we can use. We need something we can use. And it could be a wonderful advancement. Oh, it could be fabulous. Yeah. And again, we could be, you know... A, a world beta again. Pace yep. Yeah, and I think I think it goes a long way to normalising um, drug use as well yes. for people. Like, yeah, it's definitely going to break down some barriers if people. You know, it's it's such a strange concept. It's always been a strange concept to me. This idea, but it makes perfect sense. So yeah. it's like once you get over that hump, mm. you can yes. think about other other ways to um, well, approach these. The subjects. idea that injecting drug users don't want to know what the, what's in their drugs yeah. is is just yeah. ludicrous, mm. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because, of course, we want to know what's in Of course, we want to stay safe and alive. Yeah. Yeah. And we want our mates to stay safe and alive. And, I mean, it's indicative of the... I mean, I guess the stigma that people inject drugs show that people at festivals, children, you know, as important as they are, they were the first people to receive this service. Um, I mean, it makes sense. But, um, you know, they're not the people dying in droves, um, who are injecting. No. <laughs> I think we lost six teen uh, young Australians two summers ago in New South Wales, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's still... Yeah, it's very tragic. Yeah. 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 You know, New South Wales government rejected uh, field testing. Oh, yeah. Look. And I think it's easier that to was pitch it for yeah. children as well, of course. Oh, younger people. Yeah. 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 No, it's just silly. Why have why ask for reports and then ignore just the shove them in the bottom drawer? Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, that pretty much ta brings us to the end of this um, special discussion. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for listening and thanks for being here, Nick. Yeah. And helping us to talk through this issue because we really did need three in three bits of input to this to keep it going and to keep it. You know, you had ideas that we hadn't even thought of because you're a different era than we are. So I hope <laughs> our listeners have, you know, taken note and will participate in this survey or this investigation into what kind of um, program might be provided, what kind of testing might be provided. Please get in contact. If you can't remember the numbers, just ring Karma on 62533643 and we'll give you all the ways you can get in contact and you can give your feedback to this uh, whole issue yep. of providing uh, uh, drug testing Indeed. for injectables. 
Thank you both. Thank you for listening. Thank we'll you. Be back again. Look next after week. each other, yeah. and we love you. Stay, Stay safe. safe. There you go. And here's uh, the theme song, Golden Brown. Bye. Uh, look, we're just going to cut into that song because um, some information has come to light, uh, which we need to just mention. Nick, do you want to? Yeah, so um, we just got a correction from um, Anna Olsen, who's involved in the drug testing service. People under the eighteen, under the age of eighteen, can get their their drugs tested at the site. Yeah, that's important. People that's very under important. the age of eighteen can get their pills tested at the pill testing service. That's important. Keep that in mind. We didn't mean to say that. Retract that statement. I'm sorry for anybody that's turned off because the the, um, theme song was already on. But please let people know who had turned off. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. It just said too young. So I imagine that's very young. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That probably means five year olds. (laughs) Well, we want the information to be accurate. And um, okay. But um, thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone.